The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Everybody knows what I'm saying is true. 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 You know, we've been friends. He's one of those, like, I know you from the bar. Right. Guy's right, really right. super nice guy. Comes in, he's super pleasant. He's he's fun to be around. He's a nice dude, right? Is he from here? Yeah. I don't Is know if he's originally here? from here, but he lives here now. Oh, okay. okay. Um, like I say, good guy, good customer, all that stuff. <laughs> um, he actually was on um, Unreal to Real once Oh. with uh, the boys yeah. talking about um, Flat Earth Theory. Oh, Great. So he posts on Facebook that... So he's not scared of a good conspiracy. No. Yeah. He posts some meme that this guy had posted about how, like, this is ridiculous. We made it through swine flu. We didn't shut anything down. There's this, that, and the other, right? So he asked the question, he's like, can anybody tell me why this is different or whatever? And so I was like, well, is this rhetorical? Or do you actually want me to answer the question? (laughs) But then I was like, no, no, don't do this. Don't get into an argument about science and evidence about, you're not, with a guy that literally believes this earth is flat. You're right. Um, it's like trying to argue with a Trump supporter. You know, it's you're, hard, you're right? You're not going to There's no argument to be had. An argument implies that you're both giving view, I, you know, giving like profound views back and forth and you're listening to each other. <laughs> yeah. That's a conversation, right? Like right. at that point, you guys, are, you might as well go fucking talk to a bookcase. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I talk to a television. You'd you know. get about as much result. Out I know. Of I love my family, but I'm not going to get in arguments with them about no, this crap. No, like, because there's, there's no def- changing their Because they're not going to convince you and you're not you going to convince them. Right, right. And I, and, I, and maybe I'm, I, I don't feel like I'm as like dogmatic about a lot of this stuff. No, I, I would like to believe that both of us, if somebody had a, a, a very uh, reputable like background in a good concrete evidential argument, that we would listen. Sure. You know, like if somebody said, hey, listen, I got this to back my claims and this, this and this, I would listen to you. But when it's literally like I'm going to just say words and if you have any words that are against my words, I'm tuning out. I'm just shutting off. And I'm probably when it comes to Donald Trump, I probably have some of that because I have made up my mind. No, 100 percent. I just don't like him as a human and I don't like the way he's handling this shit. I don't like the way he talks to people. No, you know, no, he's a thorough piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, you know that I played him what? in Snowdown in the Follies. No, um, the the year right before he got elected, I in played. 15? I played. I have video of me as Donald Trump on stage in the Follies. Doing, this was this during bits. the campaign. Um, it was when he first kind of announced, announced that he was going to be running, okay. and it was still a joke at that point. Right. Yeah. And we made a lot of jokes and, went, and some funny stuff. You know, good material. Doesn't seem that fucking funny anymore. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? And now people are like. 
oh yeah, I remember you from the Follies. And I'm like, nope, that was another guy. <laughs> no. no. Well, are we are we recording? Yeah, we've been recording for a couple of minutes. Okay. I just well, wanted to vent a little I'm gonna bit. I'm gonna make a bunch of noise and take one of my supplements real quick. So you can can we pop off a and little pop pauser? back on? Yeah, pause pause. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do Two can be as bad as one It's the loneliest number since the number one So something we should talk about we're, Bobby and I real quickly uh, We're talking about Um what this would look like. Cause I had somebody, I was telling Bobby, I had somebody at my work come up to me. She's a really sweet lady, but the first words out of her mouth were, I saw this on Facebook and wanted to talk to you. And I went, la la dee da da da. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you're about to say, just know I'm going to shit on it because the source is Facebook. That's number one. And then she went, well, I, I was reading and there were a bunch of people talking about martial law being enacted. Now, Bobby and I were just talking about how what a, what an amazingly difficult effort that is to try to enact that. Mm. There's personnel coordinating with local police, coordinating with uh, federal fucking offices, coordinating with the military. They, we've got 100,000 troops deployed all over the world. They would need to essentially almost bring them back. We would see that coming. Uh, it would obviously start in New York. They're the epicenter yep. of the whole shit show. So it would start there. Like we live in a tiny town in Colorado. We would see this coming from a month away. Like, Easily. Just watching all those pieces try to interlock and all the cogs hit the other cogs. Well, and I mean, I, I used to work on the flight line in the Air Force. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, mean, like, dude, I know what it takes to put together a deployment. Dude, and, just getting you know, lunch prepared. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, like it's a whole fucking thing, dude. I know they have systems in place for it. Yeah, I know they've sure. discussed it, but <clears throat> dude, I, I mean. We are so not there yet. So like all the tinfoil hat people need to settle the fuck down when it they comes do, to martial man. law. My goodness. Like, what do you think? Uh, what do you, what are your feelings like on the whole um, conspiratorial uh, man-made population control, civil, civil liberties grab that we were just discussing? Like, what are your views on this? <laughs> do you think, because typically like one of my favorite sayings is the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure we don't know everything that's transpired leading up to this point. I'm sure there was some shady shit. Sure. I can almost say for certain there was. It feels like there was, right? right. I don't have any information to substantiate that. No. Not, I won't let that stop me. Um, but but you, there's got to – I know there was probably some funny business at some point, but it's very d difficult to say like that one um, uh, scientist on Rogan said. He's like, we are not smart enough to create this. No. We've been trying to create a virus like this for 50 years, and we can't right. do it. So it had to be Mother Nature. Like yeah. that makes – that rings true to me. Right. Like doesn't and, it – And so or, I, I think – and I've actually read some stuff on the internet about this. I mean like – a man-made virus stands out. It has markers that will show right? that it has been tampered with, that it has been engineered. Right. You know what I mean? So and you're like, talking about a worldwide global and, and conspiracy. And there's people all over in like – there, there's people in Scandinavian countries studying the sheet, right. producing the antibodies for right. it. There's people in Italy, Italy studying it. There's people all, all over, over the, the planet. planet and it would working. take all of them coordinating in a global conspiracy to the fucking, lie. Dude. That's the Does problem, that seem right? far-fetched? Human beings are so flawed – 
You, have you ever played? The, it's like play the telephone game with somebody. Right. You can't get 10 people in a room not to fucking rat on each other, let alone 7 billion. Right. Like, stop it. It's, I, it I think it's such a distraction for people. I, I think it's easier. It would be easy. It's easier for them to think of this as being a conspiracy than this is just a, oh, well, dumb luck. Well, here we are. You know what I God mean? That like in situations like this, Tom Cruise is alive and well. Oh God, I, you know, obviously immune to this. Well, dude, and I feel much better knowing he's out there. All those years of Scientology have really paid off. No, I mean, he's... And, and baby placenta eating, and you know all that stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, by the way, um, I know that we've already, dude. This is what we're doing now. We rambled I, for a few minutes. I but. hope, I hope you guys are all ready for another wonderful, handsome boys episode. By virtue of the the risky wheel, um, yeah. we are here back again doing that thing. Uh, yours truly, Aaron Antonio Branderas of the Rhone Branderases, and sitting across from me, just askew, um, we are sitting in a rhombus. Uh, sitting in, in, in my way, rhombus. Way too close. Way too close. By the way. Oh, we are so not distancing <laughs> right now. Uh, we are almost in each other's laps right now. Almost. Uh, one Mr. Bobbeth fan the noise. sound quality would be amazing. Wouldn't that be fantastic? It'd be <laughs> weird because I'd feel your breath on my neck. You would. Because I would be, I would clearly be Little Spoon, sir. I, I'm a cuddler. <laughs> I'm a cuddler. <laughs> I'm a cuddle bug. <laughs> um, how you doing, man? Um, I'm doing great. Yeah. Um, I, I it's been good. a weird last few days. We've been texting. Yep. back and forth and you've been like i'm ready to fucking put a gun in my mouth i'm so bored type shit yeah um I, i'm lucky because i am not like officially essential but i'm essential oh for um, sure because all of my clients are now listed as essential uh folks so, so by virtue by, by virtue by the yeah. transitive property by the transitive property i am now essential the P- pythagorean theorem yeah yeah something like that yeah um I am now essential, so at least I get to leave my home. I can go to my office yeah. and sit, which actually, I don't know. I find my office very pleasant. The the bunkie? The little bunkie. Archie, um, Archie Bunker? You know, 60 feet underneath the Durango Arts Center. For sure, dude. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you, all you're going to hear is chains. <laughs> it's like Get Smart, where you take... Yeah. <laughs> By the way... Bobby's office is literally in a haunted house. I just want everybody to know that, dude. He lives in the fucking... He lives in the... What was that last series? The fucking Stephen King fucking... Oh, which one? Uh, the fucking Rose Red. Oh, yeah, fucking, yeah. He, Bobby Bobby has an office in the Rose Red mansion. No doubt about um, it. With the Cenobites. Uh, and they do a great job. Very handy. Uh, we talked about that last time. No. Uh, we, My Cenobite's name is Kevin. Which is weird. It's so weird. It's weird. It's really it's really welcoming for a Cenobite's name. Uh, it is. Right? It's not the Chatterer Pinhead. It's Kevin. <laughs> the Chatterer. Yeah, that remember? One, that one The Chatterer was crazy. Me. Wasn't that crazy? And the girl with they the, have those the pop- open vagina on her neck or whatever. Ooh, yeah, with the was, spliced open. Uh, she was kind of hot, though. She was a little hot. The, um, I hear she's fifth input. I have a weird thing about. We haven't even introduced ourselves. So I know. Everyone knows who the fuck we are. Yeah, fuck off. Um, there's a scene in Hellbound, Hellraiser Two. Yes. I have always, and I think my brother kind of passed this along to me genetically. Um, he has this weird thing about straight razors, and Ooh, so do I. About shaving? Yeah, like it freaks straight, me out. Okay, it freaks me out. And the scene in Hellbound when he gives the homeless guy the straight razor. And tells him that there's maggots all over. Oh, him. where he has to so peel his he skin off to like just <gasps> slash himself with the on the mattress, razor, so that homegirl can come back to life. That 
is probably one of the two or three most horrifying things I've ever seen. Is that seen right? In that that everybody has their thing. Me. That kills me. I can't watch it. Because eye stuff fucks me up. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, for sure. um, that's why we talked about when Brightburn came out. Oh. And there was that one scene right. where the light went into oh. her eye and she pulls it out. That and fi- that and, uh, things like under your fingernails. The eye thing I get. I don't think I have like a thing about it, but I totally. I don't freak out. Like the scene in the Evil Dead remake when the guy gets the needle jammed in and pulls the needle out of his eye. Right. And, and the eyelid oh, pulls away from his boy. face or whatever. Ooh. That's so bad. Uh, Dario Argento. Yeah. Famously, yes, some eye puncture stuff going on in his Ooh. films. Like, um, those things. Who is homeboy that works at El Moro that has the cuticle thing? Merchant oh, that, he that works, vomits. Oh, was that Caleb? Oh, okay. Yes, sorry. At Steamworks, where yeah. he has a cuticle thing yeah. where he vomits. Yeah, that's so <laughs> rad. I don't have an aversion like that. Caleb, to really, we love you. To anything, um, I can't do every every uh, every year. Um, our little chuddy buddy takes it upon itself to send us a picture of Tub Girl. Tub Girl <laughs> is famous year. every year. Uh, Tub Girl famously is, it's the picture of the girl that's basically shitting yellow fountain of poop and then it goes onto her face. I have such a poop aversion. Yeah, I'm not um, down. It gets me literally nauseous. I, I, I deleted 80, I think 80 contacts trying to get rid of that picture. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I wouldn't look at my phone to delete it. So I deleted whole parts of my life just because of that picture. Um, it uh, that is my thing where that could make me. I won't throw up, but oh boy, man, my stomach starts doing flip flops. Well, the, the internet memes are funny because they're cyclical. So like right. something like that'll come around and, and then they it goes come back away. around. And right. All of a sudden, everyone rediscovers the black guy sitting on the edge of the bed. Oh, dude, did you hear the that. story about that guy died two years ago? Oh no! And they actually Segura, your mom's house podcast, famously is kind of almost responsible for the the acceleration of it because they did it as a prank and put that on their podcast and then it caught fire. So they actually are kind of responsible for that whole thing oh, about no the link. Way. So he took it about himself to track the guy down. Turns out the guy, um, turns out the guy died a couple years ago. He wasn't really a porn star. He did it to actually save his childhood home. Oh my god! And they got in touch with his fiance, his wife, who didn't know about this until somebody sent her the link. Right. And then she opens it up, and it's her dead ex-husband. Oh god! So Segura finding out this story, who by the way, and we'll talk about Segura's Is, new was special. She in a wheelchair? Uh, <laughs> somebody said then that they photoshopped it by the way yeah i think so okay because that if not that guy would have that guy would have died of blood loss well you can't his the, all the blood would have emptied out of his well skull. the guy would have had to have worn kilts his whole life yeah, <laughs> they don't make pants to accommodate that um but, but um but they found her um talked to her in segura who uh by the way if you guys have not seen tom segura's new special ball hog Fuck you, shame on you. It is his, far and away, his best special and the best special to hit Netflix and Chappelle's. Far and away. It seems like Segura and Kreischer kind of do these things on the same schedule. Um, like they're always well, they're, something else. They're, 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 they're like homeboys. They I are mean. male uh, wedding. I mean, they're 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 gay lovers, basically. It's point. Colin and Zach. Yeah, it's Colin and Zach. Um, <laughs> except a lot funnier. Uh, but but uh, but um, but no. So Segura's new special is called Ball Hog on Netflix. Right now, everybody knows about it. It's like number three or four um, right now on Netflix because nobody has shit to do. His best work by far. So smart. So funny. Um, I got the girl that I'm seeing, Rex, to watch it. 
he is so rude and amazing. Um, I love his sense of humor. Anyway, got in touch with this dude's fiance, subsequently created maybe one of the best shirts I've ever seen. Um, Segura's got great shirts. Um, it's the shirt is that dude's face and over it, it just says, wash your hands. <laughs> That's all the shirt says. It is so funny, but know what he's doing? He's donating all the proceeds to her. Oh, that's fiance. awesome, man. So if you buy one of those shirts on uh, Segura, if you go to your mom's house, you'll know the shirt when you see it. Buy it and all the proceeds go to her. That's which awesome. was super fucking cool. Yeah. Segura's a funny dude, man. He's fucking fantastic, I man. think all those guys are like, I mean, Rogan's obviously the driving force behind all of them because he, he's transcended. He's not the funniest one. Comedy, by but far. he's not even close. By far. I think D'Elia's funnier. Yeah. Um, I think Theo Vaughn's funnier. I do too. I think Segura's funnier. I think Chrysler's um, funnier. Now I would say, I would have said no before Chrysler's new special. We talked about yeah, it special. Yeah. You like the old one better. I, I like the new I one better. Like the, yeah. But I think Chrysler's finally coming into his own where he's not dick riding. Right. Um, where it just felt like half of his, it's like Brendan Shop. Well, where half of your bits are talking about your famous friends. The one thing I'll say about Kreischer that I think, and I don't know how he got down going. I don't know. We, uh, we were talking about the black guy yeah. on the edge. How we of the always bed. end up on these things. Uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, Kreischer's just that guy that's found his voice and uh, his weird vulnerability of just making it about himself and his. 100%. self-effacing and very personal about it well when you take and that's sh- when you transcend it's like when you're I allowing agree. yourself on stage to be vulnerable and show a part of yourself i agree now he's he you know he's Takes also his shirt off within the first 30 seconds congratulatory a little bit, a little bit. And like look at what a dickhead i am yeah you know what i mean yeah um sometimes that gets me a little like oh yeah we get it dude you're a dick totally. but like you know totally you know, but he, he seems like a really sweet family guy he all is that for shit, all for all intent purpose that's for what everybody says and he's let people into that world i think which has made him funnier absolutely absolutely he's uh Relatable. definitely has found his own voice i i agree with you 100 percent that poor guy, as soon as he took his shirt off now, and the big joke amongst those guys is now he has to do it forever. Now there'll never be yeah, a thing you where can't he not can't. Do it. So he's fucked himself kind of like, in that regard. But um, <laughs> but um, Chrysler's new special, fantastic. Hey, big boy, I think it's called. Hey, big boy. Yep. Um, Segura Ballhog. Oh, my God. He has a Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang blowjob story that is one of the best bits I've heard in, I don't know, forever. Well, it is... So funny. Um, anyway. Oddly enough, I think that's going to be on my Plex server here in about four minutes. Oh, good. Um, it's gorgeous. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful special. He's so good. Um, and, and it's funny now because now they can't do specials anymore. And so they're doing podcasts. So, I mean, when you think about it, think about being a professional comedian. Say you've made some decent money over the course of your career. These guys make money with touring yes. and merchandise. Yep. Imagine what it would be like for a working comic now if they didn't have podcasts. Like that is their sole source of revenue now is production and podcast revenue generation. And those, so those guys have never been in a better place. All they need is to do what we're doing now is to have a microphone and a fucking computer and maybe a producer and you're making, you're generating and a name. And a name, obviously. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, how cool is it that you, and I mean, we've talked about this guy a million times who also just put out a new special, but Marin. Marin, fuck me. You know, really helped pave the way. Yes. I mean, Marin and Rogan. Marin and Rogan. We're really. doing this at the same time. Marin became, I think, a phenomenon before Rogan just because Marin had a different style. Rogan's production was kind of shitty initially. And initially, for sure. You know, just in the weird studio, and it was like bad sound quality. Well, it was, but dude, he got great people. Yes. And it was dude bro versus intellect. 
Right. So it was frat guy versus nerd. And initially almost. it was Rogan hanging out with his boys. Yes. Marin was getting Robin Williams. He was getting fucking like, pull, he, was he was getting, getting pulled. He was pulling like. Famously Obama. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. fucking dude. They, Marin is a goddamn beast. I don't think, I, I can see too, like what an interesting thing. The guy's been doing it so long that he actually got bored with it before anybody even started it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like right. his decline came before we started podcasting, before a lot Definitely. of people started podcasting. He was podcasting. already like trying to move in to do other shit. Yeah. By, and by the way, guys, not for nothing, but now me, Bobby, and uh, an old Chetty buddy, we've been doing this now for over two years. Oh, yeah. And I know it, it, our our numbers of our episodes don't seem like much because we only do it once a week. We're not, we don't have the benefit of doing a Rogan five fucking five episodes in one day type of shit right. that he does like twice twice a month, I think. So yeah. he does like 10 episodes a month. We don't have I'm that. He's dropping like 20 hours of content every week. It's I, crazy, dude. Unbelievable <laughs> that it is as entertaining as it is. And I understand that he's, say what you want about him, his politics, his guests, whatever the case may be. You fucking idiots get a laptop and try to talk for two and a half hours four times a day. And, and have it be you know, interesting and, and some of them, some of them better than others. Some lose me. Um, he just had Segura on speaking of Segura. It was two and a half hours and it was fucking amazing. Right. Um, he recently just had on, um, I mean, God, Famously, obviously, Elon Musk and all these really good gets. But that's the thing about Marin versus Rogan. I gravitated more towards Rogan because it was fart jokes and smoking weed. Right. And Marin was famously more definitely an, it, more of an intellects podcast. Sure. And I've never I've been accused of ever being an intellect. So, <laughs> so I went for the fart jokes and the fucking shit humor. Well, and I never had a personal relationship with Joe Rogan. Right. And I don't mean that like I oh me and Mark Marin hang out. We don't. Well, no, I mean but, he's a friend of the podcast, but we course. don't hang out anymore. But it's just like I I just had like a weird like he's been a part of my life for fucking almost thirty years. Yeah, and you have a very Marin esque you know, thing about you. I, I, Not just the salt I, and peppery old guy <laughs> sort of thing, but uh, but my lack of success in relationships. Yes, one hundred percent marital success. Has Absolutely, been yeah. many failed ventures. You know. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It is the whiskey reel. Should we talk a little we whiskey? We should definitely talk about this. I mean, this. we're 20 okay. minutes in. We might as well approach it. Ah, we do whatever we want these days. Yeah, dude. we do. It's the end of the world. We've homie. got no uh, guidance. Here, here, cheers, brother. Love Yeah, you. we're basically homeschooled at this point. We're homeschooling. <laughs> mm. So, uh, a couple weeks back. What am um, I drinking? Ooh, a couple weeks back, mm. um, a friend of mine, Annalise, everybody knows her in town as AZ. AZ. She works for Classic, uh, which is a distributor. And Classic um, carries Four Roses. Uh, Four Roses being one of the oldest bourbons you'll see out there. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of people, this is like what your granddad used to drink type of bourbon. Like everybody's seen the label. Very iconic. Unfortunately, not enough people know about them as a company. They are still family owned. They're one of the few last American bourbons that are family owned. They uh, famously have the yellow label. We've actually done that on the broadcast. They do a wonderful small batch. They've got multiple iterations of Four Roses that they've done throughout the years. Recently, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I had an, uh, a tasting with her and her boss. They came in, brought a bunch of product. And and Classic Wines is known for being all the like cute, boutique-y assassin shit. Like, you won't know a lot of their stuff, but like they carry all the sexy bitters. They carry all the sexy shrubs. And Four Roses is one of their mainstay. 
Everybody loves Four. Anybody who's a bourbon person knows and loves Four Roses because it's so affordable. They recently released what they're calling, and Bobby, if you notice, they don't say it anywhere on here. Um, this is a special bottling, and they're calling it the Fourth Rose. Um, this is a culmination of every single thing that they've ever done at Four Roses since 1888. Um, this is basically, I looked at the the whole like schematic of production on this bourbon and it looks like a fucking, it looks like a, a periodic table. It's like they, they're pulling things from every single thing they've ever done to create this bottling. Um, it comes with a cork in it, so you know it's fancy. Um <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, what what is there to say about like, why don't you tell me your thought? I gave a little background of what this is and why it's important. I want to end with this too, before we talk about how amazing this is. The fourth rose, it's a, it's a tan label. It has the, the distiller Brent Elliott on it, um, comes with the cork in it. There's no, uh, nothing on the label to suggest what I'm talking about. It just looks like a regular bottle of four roses, but it's so not. $21 and change. Wow. Okay. Let me just start there. Let's put that in context. Okay. You can get JMO for the same price. That's all I want to say. Yep. Which you is... can get Jameson. You can get Bushmills more expensive. Yep. I hate to beat up the Irish, but everybody else does. We're Irish. We can do that. Bullet. More right. expensive. Exactly. Bullet. Way more expensive. Like, uh, 10 bucks a bottle? Yeah. Um... $21. Bobby, tell the, tell the people what you're, what you're, what's in your face hole right now. Classic bourbon notes right off the bat. I mean, it, it, it nails you with all the shit we don't like to talk about anymore. The vanillas, the caramel, the, the classic bourbon notes. Um, we should just sum that up and call it them things. Them things. Them things. It's it got all them things. Nice, sweet approach with all them things. Right. And then it, it just, it, 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 I think you said it earlier, it plateaus. Yeah. And all of a sudden it starts, it like, this this bourbon reveals itself throughout the whole process. Yeah, it's a striptease. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I love it because it does have that nice body right in the middle of it. It's not overly viscous, but it has enough body yes. that it's just like, holy shit, I'm drinking whiskey right yeah, now. Dog. And then it finishes, like, it has that beautiful warm feeling, that, mm. like, like right below your heart. Yep. You know Oddly I mean? enough. Right below your Oddly heart, enough. your body starts to warm out from the middle out, Oh, and it just fucking works, man. Dude. Little pepper notes that it tells off Just on the finish. With. Just on the finish. Uh, but it doesn't hit you with that on the approach at all, but like it's got that little touch of pop to it right as it fucking tails it. off, yeah. and man, it's good. It's got- it, it, For 21 bucks? Fuck you, dude. We're going to go buy a bottle of this after we're done, by the oh way, so fuck God. off. Um, <laughs> the attack is so Kentucky- and then it gets, yeah. it's got all them things in it. We were saying then that mid, that mid palette, it creams out. It starts to unfold and then lifts on the back of the finish, then drops back down, believe it or not, comes back down the roller coaster and then launches right back up with pepper notes, almost like a rye and then finishes warming, literally warming your heart. It does. I don't know. I. It's I, bright. Could this warm, be, could this be sweet. the best bourbon at $21? I can't imagine uh, without what question. would be. I can't imagine what we would talked be Jeffers Creek about value. Yeah, 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 for sure. Beautiful value, Gorgeous. but I, that can't fuck with this, right? This has a. It's so dynamic for being what it is. 
they knocked in. I was promised. I was promised by the manufacturers that there was good continuity on this. And in our business, that means they are not running out of this anytime soon. It would take an act of God for them to run out. And we just might be that act of God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Times being what they are. <laughs> I have nothing to do but drink, sir. So um, um, we've been staying... Uh, fucker nutted for the last two weeks. I know weeks. you were talking about your day drinking activities. And yeah. How those have increased. Um, I, okay. I would I, love to hear from anyone listening to this podcast. Oh yeah. Can you please? What their day drinking is. Yeah. What, like. are, what is your schedule? Cause honestly I can feel myself getting swollen and bloated and aging yep. rapidly over the last two weeks. Just because I've made the decision for myself, unlike our chuddy buddy who's going in the other direction. Bless his heart. I bless his heart. I've made the decision to stay Firmly pickled yeah. in this time. And don't get me wrong, guys. I'm going to work five, six hours a day on location. I'm leaving my house and going to work because I, yeah, too, am same essential here. personnel. Um, I'll also, too, I'm going to be getting a media pass if all hell breaks loose because I do do a radio show outside of the podcast. So I'm considered a public servant at this point, which is kind of fucking retardedly awesome um it's, it's pretty hilarious it's fucking hilarious i'm so not that um but but i so i'm still going to work and i'm still a single parent and i'm still you know in a relationship and um i'm doing all the things that i need to get done but for me working five hours a day is for regular people working too like that's a quarter day for me um so it feels like i'm cheating the system even working five six hours right because I usually work 12 or whatever. And my phone never stops ringing. I never stop texting because when you're running an operation, you've got to be accessible. So my day drinking uh, over the last few days, I will say, uh, I wake up. <laughs> Typically, I still wake up fairly early. I was usually doing 6, 6.30 so I could work out and do all that. I am now waking up 8.30, 9, 9.30. I'm getting up, brewing a pot of coffee, sitting down. Um, watching something because there's so much good shit out, which we'll talk about in a second and going, you know what? It's 1130. It's about whiskey time, sir. <laughs> um, so before I literally eat, I have a shot or I sip a nice couple fingers. It kind of starts my day off super okay. Right. Um, I'm just saying, and I know you've been kind of maybe not going down that rabbit hole per se, but let's just well, say Bobby and I, typically these days over the last two weeks, we are going to have a drink in our hand more than we won't. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, as a former bartender, and not just a bartender, a brunch bartender, <laughs> I got I grew accustomed to the fact that sometimes at 8.30 a.m. You may be partaking. You are going to... Have a little breakfast little, shot, little, little fern, something, little Fernie Branca, little little greet the day, little little how do you do? Some people greet the day with yoga. I know. It's, I greet the day with Fernie. I have <laughs> I have my own sun salutation. You fucking hippies. <laughs> yeah, it's just pour some black coffee, shoot some Fernet. Fuck yeah. Um, I was telling Aaron earlier, like I've been working out a lot more now that the garage is set up, and I have nothing else to fucking do. I've Amen. actually found myself really motivated to start doing squats yeah. and shit, and deadlifts and bench and all that good stuff. And um, I then go in. I don't eat before one p.m. That's right. when I can start eating. Yep. So I work out right around eleven to noon. Yep. That in that range. I love working out. And then stomach. I make myself a. Uh, a nice protein shake, 
um, with, so, <laughs> with some fernet chase with some per, <laughs> some powdered greens, uh, which they call super greens. If you can yeah. get those on Amazon, they're fantastic. They're awesome. Lots of probiotics yeah, yeah, yeah. and the whole thing. Um, so you don't have to eat vegetables like a exactly. Bag. Like a fact. So I just like do two of those. Yeah, like a fact. <laughs> I have such a hard time saying that word. It's so great. <laughs> and then, yeah. Just, I'll do uh, all the heavy fag lifting. Chase it with a fernet, and then the rest of my day is a blur. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just a blur. I love it. Just me like trying to get my – if I, I figured out the money thing, if I do three billable hours a day. You're fine. On average. I'm beyond fine. I'm actually doing really well. Um, I um, think Bobby and I, and I've had this – I had this conversation with Rex yesterday – I don't know how to feel about the fact that I'm accelerating and thriving in the apocalypse. Right. I'm convinced now, having gone through this for a couple of weeks, I am uniquely suited to thrive in crisis. Like everybody sure. else is going down. I'm doing better. Money's coming in more now than it was then. I'm working less and everybody yeah. else is fucked off. I don't, I'm not gloating. I'm just saying, I think my DNA, I'm getting better. And well, yeah, we, I don't know what that we, is. We do have a different personality type, and like True. we 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 live in these worlds where you can get by, yes, or you can rise above and be the guy. Amen. And I think you know I'm not trying to like tug on our own nuts, but I, I'm telling you, man, like we we're doing okay. We in our fields, we tend to rise above. Amen. You know, tier one. A- a- Amen. Um, hopefully, our, our little chuddy buddy's doing the same. I know sh- times is. I know little, he is. I know. And we should give a chud update at some point, right before we start media. We a should chud talk, date. A, a little chud date. <laughs> little little chuddy. Um, chuddy's doing good. He's doing really He's well. He's been on the wagon for a little while because he like as he discussed a few episodes ago. He flipped his lid. He started to not have a great relationship <laughs> with alcohol, and, and yep. a lot of times we have to do a little cool off period. Which is totally understandable. Change your oil. Absolutely. He had to change his oil. Um, And he's kind of been on the wagon for a little bit. He's obviously got hit initially really, really, really hard because he does social marketing for uh, restaurants. So initially it was, we're open, we're closed, we're open, we're closed, we're open, we're closed, update, update, update. Um, Self-admittedly, and I don't think he'd have any problem with me saying this, but he even told us admittedly that his work will be slowing down as of next week because there's only so many times you can post we're open or we're closed. There's not a lot to talk about. So, um, and not to mention that 40% of his business is one big conglomeration that's slowly shutting down. That has already shut down. Definitely going on high. So there's not a lot to talk about. That being said, I'm not saying like he's folding up and dying or anything. What I'm saying no. is he's going to have more time to participate uh, with us, and we miss him dearly. We gave him a lot of shit. I am cautious, um, cautiously optimistic that he's going to be with us next week. Yeah, next Sunday, guys, he'll be back in action. So if you've been missing miss the him. chuddy buddy, we, we miss the um, chud. We do. He's our he's our third leg. Not unlike the the, the black gentleman sitting on the edge of the bed. <laughs> he's, he's our, our third, third leg. leg. He's our third leg. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but no he. We, we miss him, but he's doing fine. He's doing well. He also didn't, you know, Bobby and I are a notorious shitbag, so he does not want to be around us while we're drinking because we could convince fucking a Mormon to drink. Um, uh, we're very persuasive. This is what we do is sell. I've definitely done that. We've sold booze. So, yeah. Um, just want to kind of throw that out there. I would uh, like to think it's more like people just see how much fun we're having with it. 
So they think they can hang, and, and then like, they slowly realize that it, right? we're going to fucking kill you. Yeah. You, you think you got this? Yeah. No, you want to run with these bulls? You're dead. <laughs> you're dead. Um, you're just so dead. Um, so anyway, he'll be back next week. I'm firmly convinced. Bobby and I are probably going to be back on Wednesday. We're probably going to try to keep that train rolling because that was super fun. That was super fun. To do a show in the bunker was yep. fucking the bunker files, dude. We're, we're super dope. Um, uh, we got more interaction on that podcast than we have over our last three. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I we think people, got a lot of... I think people are not seeing the Thursday post. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool to see that come down on your podcast. Like, oh, shit. Especially right now. Yeah, like, right maybe, now. Yeah. I um, think that was, I, so, well, I think we should definitely do that again. I, I, I went, that leads me into what kind of, I think, um, I mean, we've been talking forever so far, but I wanted to touch upon this because I got a specific theory that I want to throw out there oh, to you guys. Um, so... Uh, my girl Rex uh, works in an environment where she sees police reports. Let's just say that there is an uptick of what we 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 in the know call DV domestic violence charges. I have a theory, and I've been floating this out for the last couple of days, and kind of ruminating about it and talking to her about it. I have a, a, a theory that I that won't come to fruition for a while, but I'm really feeling like this is going to happen. Number one, I just saw a news thing, on article, an article on Yahoo, which sucks because I want to be kind of the first person to say it out loud. I am convinced that not only will we be seeing more divorces, um, and they've already kind of proven that, more couples are breaking up and getting divorced because <laughs> they have to be with each other all the time. And, and who wants that, right? Um, so there's going to be an uptick of divorces. There's going to be uptick, uh, uptick of um, breakups. There's going to be an uptick in domestic violence. And we've already started to see that. I, I honestly think that people that, you know, in a marriage, when you have a kid, Bobby, you've gone through all this stuff. When you, when you do that, how much quality time do you have with your spouse out of 24 hours? Do you have maybe an hour a day? Where you can talk and be alone Actually, when it's just, not a kid yeah, or something. And... There's maybe an hour a day. Now you have all day. And you're going to slowly start to find couples will say to themselves, boy, I really don't like you. I didn't realize right. I don't like you as much. I knew I didn't like you. But this was workable because I didn't have to be around you. Well, and you know this as well as I do. It's when you start to avoid that hour. Ooh. That's when you know shit has really gone. I think we've both been in that chair before. No doubt about where it. Where you're like, yeah. I will do anything. I, I'll go fix the fucking car. I'll clean the garage yeah. if it means that I don't I have, have to, to sit in a room with you. Yeah. And, but you don't realize you're doing it. It's not like you have a, a, a cogent like conversation with yourself and say, I'm not going to be here right now. You just automatically grab <laughs> When you've ever been in a relationship where you're like, oh my God, I hate what you. if she wants to have sex tonight? <laughs> yeah, dude, been there. Yeah. My hand is raised, sir. I, I mean, yeah. I'm going to let somebody else jump on like, that. You're pissed because you never have sex. But. But then you realize, but if she wants to have sex, I'm going to pretend I'm asleep. I've, <laughs> dude, I used to almost get anxiety attacks. No, I know. Because I didn't know how to, it was like, I didn't know how to approach it anymore. Because I was so disinterested. Yeah. But, you know, whatever, dude. Then a redneck comes along and jumps on the fat grenade. Yep, definitely. What are you going to do? Definitely. Somebody's going to jump on that fat grenade. Um, if you've ever had to psych yourself up to sleep with your girlfriend or wife. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's where I'm at in this moment. Because <laughs> it's not. What I'm saying is what I, would I, like, what I, I like was to definitely do, in a marriage where that was a big me deal. Me too. Me too. Um, I would just have to go in the bathroom, um, do a bunch of Adderall, listen to Survivor's Eye of the Tiger, run out with my eyes closed, and jump and hope I hit the mark. That's all I could do. 
And it was it was it was brutal. When I was done, I felt like I banked two weeks worth of pay. <laughs> I could just go do whatever I wanted at that point. Oh, okay. you're playing on house money, uh, after dude, that, buddy. When I ever, whenever I heard, dun, 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 okay, I'm doing this. Dun, 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 get ready. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you get halfway there before I get there. Marriage is fun. Marriage is so fun. So. Uptick in DV, uptick in that. And oh, then also, sorry. this is the other thing that nobody's thinking about. I bet just like after World War II, y'all, when we had baby boomers, we are going to see a fucking influx of babies that are going to be born January, February, March of next year. Yeah, I know. It seems so like cliche because people were kind of saying, but I think you're right. I, mean, I, I what, think that's happening. I, mean, I think it's happening too. Because that's all you got to do. Yeah. You get to get fucked up and, and fuck. Yeah. Which, if I were to propose that to you three months ago, like, Bobby, in a few months, all we're going to have to do is fuck and get drunk. You would be like, can we do that tomorrow? Yeah. Um, which is, maybe that leads back to why we're thriving. Yeah, maybe so. Because those are two of our favorite things. And really, they, they really are. <laughs> Hopefully at the same time. Oh, man. But I, you know there was so much panic that set in with people who were like, oh, but I got to fuck my wife. Ooh. You know what? What if you had a second family? Let's Ooh. say you're one of those guys. And you can't get back to them? Because those fucking guys exist. Oh, of course they do. They're those all guys the that place. have a family in fucking Tampa. I guarantee you Tig's one of them. You know what? I, t- <laughs> fucking Tig has a weird family in Tampa. Yes, he does. And he's like, "How? what am I supposed to do right now? And oddly enough, speaks fluent Spanish and they're Guatemalan. <laughs> That's the weird thing nobody knows. <laughs> And one, oh, of, and one of his kids has a club foot. He doesn't like to talk about it. My second family is, <laughs> strangely enough, uh, they're all Newfies. They're all from Newfoundland. <laughs> they're all Newfies. So they have that weird Irish accent. Yeah, the Irish Canadian, whatever the fuck that is. Amalgamation yeah. that they have going on. Do they out eat there? Lutefisk? Those crazy fucking people. Of course they fucking yeah, eat Yeah, they Lutefisk. slam fucking Molson. You know what they're like... amazing at? Fixing snowmobiles. <laughs> I've never ridden one. Um, but they my. Don't... My my other son, <laughs> um, Sigmund. Jarl. He, uh, Jarl. Yeah, I Jarl. mean, that kid will retread your fucking snowmobile. He'll get your sled back up and running, buddy. That kid is, he's handy oh as fuck. God, I love that kid. And oddly enough, in a weird twist of fate, he also crashed his snowmobile on his way to his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and almost died, which is weird. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I do, do you think that's a, do you think that's a feasible theory that I have? Of course As far as divorce... DVs, breakups, and babies. I, I think all of those things are inevitable. I, don't you think so? Like just because this is. I, so we had a we had a deal in well three days ago four four what? days ago when Denver shut down liquor. Oh, the pro, the one hour prohibition. I mean, one hour maybe. Yeah, I mean, it lasted like forty seven minutes. Tell them what happened. Because so, a lot of people that might not be listening don't know our local. We finally, um, here in the state of Colorado, uh, the governor whose name escapes me. Polis. Uh, Polis. Who, by the way, I'm in love with. Yeah. I don't know. Just he say. came out finally with a, okay, you fuckers need to stay at home. And he also put up a sort of de facto prohibition and they shut down liquor stores. And they dispensaries. shut down dispensaries. And... 
that place <laughs> fucking popped. Um, I mean, there were people in Trader Joe parking lots getting ready to burn the fucking building. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, okay, you're going to make me stay at home. Fine. But I'm staying at home with a bottle of something, Amen. homeboy. Amen. And, and I kind of get where they're coming from, Amen. man. Like, we want... We obviously want to do the right thing yes. by virtue of this virus. Right. Um, but but why is cutting but off people's... But I want people's... to do it a little self-medicated. Thank you. Why, what, is, what is cutting off people's ability to self-medicate? How is that going to help anything? I'm going to stay home if I have booze. Yeah. I am going out if I don't. So Very let's, simple. Let's talk domestic violence for a second. Let's talk social distancing. We talk about 8, alcohol. Obviously, alcohol leads to domestic violence. We yeah, but that, that fucking that, that fuse has been lit. Though, but if dog. you take old Uncle Alki, yeah, and now you say, "Oh, but dry him out." You, you dry his ass out overnight. Yo, what happens? Oh, Aunt Colleen is getting her ass kicked. You know, what? I mean, you not know what to I mean? say that bitch didn't deserve it. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you Why did I use the real name of my aunt? <laughs> you met her. You met her at my mom's That's funeral. Oh my god, I did. <laughs> but but, you but know she's what? getting the shit kicked you, out of her. But if you make that fucking pot roast dry again, oh, sometimes dude, you need to get a little. You don't fucking, want to dry drunk in your house, man. <laughs> you need a little touch up. It's one thing to say you need to go to treatment and you need to have go through the process. And we're not making light of people with no, actual No, of course problems, but, we are. But listen. <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> but listen, if I can't go out dancing with my girl and get drunk, if I can't be with my boys and watch a UFC fight, give me something. And I'm telling you right now, guys like us, we're fucking, we are, we are campfires. The embers are always burning, which is why you got to piss on us or pour water on us to put us out. Because those embers are always hot. And all it takes is a few leaves to fall on that. And it sparks. And next thing you know, the whole forest is burned down. Definitely. You got to keep those embers down. And you do that by pouring liquor on us. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> There's some truth to that. There's just, a tragic truth. Uh, you know, and, has been exposed. and other people, they need cannabis to do that. I'm not a no, huge fan What happened guy. in Denver when they did this was full panic. And but what did they create? It was panic. They created lines of eight thousand people, yes. thus eliminating social distancing. And good on Polis. Within he, an he, hour, he was like, "No, he went, no, we, we fucked up. I fucked up. Lift that the was ban. My my fault." And instead of being a, a fucking uh, narcissist, egomaniac, fucking politician that says, "My way, all oh, it'll work out," and I, I can't admit wrong, he immediately went, "Oh, I fucked up," and lifted the ban, and it yeah. went back to normal. Because he could have been an asshole. He. And and rolled out with the boys with rubber let me, bullets. Let me ask you a question. Said, do you disperse think, these crowds. Do you think the governor of fucking Texas would have done that? You know, no. It would have been rubber Just bullets. Just going to say. You know what I mean? You mean the asshole that still hasn't put a shelter in place? Oh, in? no. They're they're still chilling. Oh, they think they're... Tra- what, what did you... What um, famously- Florida is famously right now going county by county. Good. How's that working? So there's beaches where... There's pictures of beaches where there's a... A county line. A county line. Yeah. So you get this clear delineation of... 400,000 pricks out on the beach partying their balls off. I'm going to assume the best of the best are out in Florida partying on the beach, right? Uh, right? Oh. We're talking about the future elite, I mean, these guys are the cream. Of course. And they are rising. How many chads? Um, There's... Out of every 10 men, how many are chad? Chads. I'm going to go four. Kyle's. Tyler's. Ooh, Tyler's. 
<gasps> so many Tyler's. Bunch of Chrissy Lynn's. Chris- Bunch of. <laughs> <laughs> how many destinies? I, I mean. How many destinies are uh, in Florida right now? Oh, so many destinies. So many. <laughs> Chad, Tyler, and Destiny. They're all spelled differently. Oh, obviously. You know, lowercase D. Big D. Capital E. Little E. Big S. Three T's. Five E's. Right, five E's. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, I've met her. <laughs> She's kind of a bitch. <laughs> she was kind of a bitch. But great ass. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, we're the, there, there are so many fucking weird things happening right now in our country. It's beautiful, um, though, that I get to hang out with my bubs and record a podcast. In, I know. Despite the apocalypse. And I'm telling you right now, if there was literal brimstone falling from the sky... And we're supposed to podcast. This gentleman and I are podcasting. I don't give a fuck what happens. I, as far as I'm concerned, these are journals after my death. Absolutely. Because I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So If, if my fucking daughter, Cthulhu was standing on top of the La Plata right, Mountains. We would still be podcasting. I'd be podcasting talking about that. Oh, no. I'd, be making, I'd probably be roasting him. No. Really, Cthulhu? Yeah, really? Nice. Really? That's really? what you're working with? Really? Big ugly squid head. Really? Yeah. Couldn't change it up a little bit? Nice tiny... Demon dick. Yeah. You know? Yeah, proportionately. <laughs> You're definitely not sitting on the edge of the bed, Cthulhu. <laughs> That's going to be my new euphemism for a big hog. Uh, the Cthulhu? Dude, no. Just say, hey, is that dude sitting on the edge of the bed or what? Edge of the bed. Edge of the bed, dog. That guy's edge of the bed. <laughs> dog. We have, we have coined so many good phrases. Them yeah. things. Them things. It's got all them things, dude. It's been a productive podcast. It's been so a far. very productive podcast. We've only just really begun. Good. We've only just begun. Um, so that's my apocalypse theory. We're definitely gonna have um, a lot more babies. And do you think, okay, over under, and I'm being totally serious, how many people name their kid that is born within the next year Corona? No bullshit. Ooh. 10? 30? That's a girl's name. Obviously. So we'll we'll cut it down to like 51%, right? Okay. Um, think about it bro think about how many bad people there are out there god there's bad people there's so many bad people and those are the people that love making babies I know right I, I know. mean I had one you had one we realized ironically Donald Trump's approval rating is at 51% weird what's happening weird why how is his approval rating at 51% when we're in the well and not his approval rating but his his, his approval rating for how he's handling this is at 51 thing. but now to be fair. How's that possible? Who I are they asking? Was, I think it was like mid to late 50s initially, like people were approving. How? It's steadily dropping. Um, and I mean, let's be honest, like this thing is going to get more personal for people. Yeah, as soon um, as your friend dies or your, your friend dies. When you got a right very now, grandma. What we were saying, it's a friend of a friend of a friend right now. Right. And especially where we live. I know you people listening in big cities, in the Chicago's and fucking San Francisco's and New York's, you guys are already touched up with this. You got to realize in our little tiny town, I know personally, I have a very, very close connection with one person that's already been diagnosed. In our county as of yesterday, and you guys are going to be maybe pissed off, but also you should be happy for us. There's been 10 diagnosed cases. That means there's a thousand out there. We understand but there's been 10 diagnosed cases, whereas you get, now there's been over 100,000 in the United States. Oh, yeah. As of this morning. As of this morning. It was 100,000. So by the time you guys hear this, it could be fucking 400,000. Yeah. How many, um, Fauci just came out and just said um, he's anticipating. My little boo? Uh, yeah, dude. Your little fucking, your little snacky. I love that little A uh, little snack pack. I love, um, I love Fauci. He's, he is estimating 100,000 deaths. 
directly yeah. related in the United States alone. Yep. Think about that. Yep. Fuck and there, there's no. models that go way deeper than that. Really? Um, one thing that could happen. God, we just keep going back to this. But what else is there? I mean, guys, this, this is, this what is what's doing. happening. And this is what you're talking um, about, too. You guys aren't talking about the fucking Dodgers. I mean, um, relax. And it's weird because this is going to probably lead to our sponsor this week. Um, but we're, we're, we're heading into what Donald Trump wants to create, which is, I think, an Easter massacre. Whoa, new Easter massacre. What? Um, well, listen, is it a bad or good thing if we get all the religious zealots in a room together to all die? I, theoretically, awesome. <laughs> On paper, great. Lock them in a room. <laughs> yeah. Let them commingle. And let Jesus work it out. And let, right? let the good Lord let the good lo- sort these fuckers out, right? Isn't that the old phrase? Let, let God sort them out? Yeah. Let, and there's definitely that. a lot of uh, televangelical type of fucking assholes well, that are saying away, that, that, that this is all because... You know, the LGBTQ situation. Oh, sure. It's totally. Coronavirus is clearly a gay Um, disease. But it's not like that. No. And we're going to probably ease back on regulations and try to get business as usual by Easter. The worst move that could possibly happen. Psychotic. Um, It's psychotic. Psychotic. It, it it's, literally it's, is. It's, it's, it's irresponsible. It's psychotic, and it's going to cause people. Now we use the word psychotic a lot these days. That's the literal definition of psychotic psychosis. Uh, yes, it's a distortion of reality, and that's yeah. what's happening right now with our administration. They either willfully, they either know the truth and don't care. There's an old saying, like especially in business, either you know the truth and you don't care, or you don't know what to do, and both are bad. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? So like if you're in charge of an operation and you don't know what's going on or you do know and don't care, which one's worse? Right. So it's one or the other, Bubba. It's yeah. one or the other. Do you not care about the truth you know or do you not know the truth? Can you be psychotic and a sociopath? Yes. And a pathological narcissist all at the same time. Yes. And a lot of those things interrelate. I think so too. I don't think you can be a sociopath without being a, because that's a psychosis. And if I told a lot of people that that's who we elected, they would be like, you're a fucking idiot, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, but are you really like telling me he doesn't show signs of all of those fucking disorders? And he's been basically classified as all those things. And And that's not even to say that somebody with those conditions couldn't run a country, of course, but he can't run our country. And and he can and run honestly, the Philippines. Like, there's an argument to be made that someone that could be dis- dispassionate could run things way more effectively um, than a and woman, efficiently <laughs> than a lot of other people. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but that would also lead me to like go back to people like Pol Pot. That shit was efficient. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was efficient. Yeah. What about Stalin? You know, pretty efficient. Pretty efficient. Pretty efficient. Let's wrap this up. Yep. Let's wrap this up and just torch it. Um. So like, we don't need that. No. No. We need, like you said before. We also don't need like some touchy feely, empathetic. No. We also that's we need like we just need somebody to fucking come out and be pragmatic and smart and just say, well, this is how we're doing. What were we saying, Cuomo? You know, well, a guy like Cuomo right now, if they threw him in the race, and I don't know. I don't know. Who knows who that fucking you know? guy is? But we were seeing also like a Michelle Obama. Sure. Like, um, what is it called? What is it called? Like, a, what is it? The 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 iron fist in a velvet glove. You know, right. Is literally what we need right now. We need, yeah. we need, a, we need a FDR. 
We need right. a Teddy Roosevelt. We a need, Maggie Thatcher. We need a Maggie Thatcher. <laughs> the Iron Lady. I know, and all the Brits right now are like, go fuck no, yourself. Yeah, fuck yourself um, with that girl. Yeah, well, they gave us the Sex Pistols. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, um, and MC4. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're going to go down a music rabbit hole. Uh, we're we'll all probably d- due for a break. Yeah, so we're we due for a break. Media. Guys, just real quick before we get off of this and we go into a little more deep dive into media because we have a new season of Ozark. We have. Yeah, we're going to discuss um, things. We've got so many good movies out right now. We've got so many good series out right now. There's a new Dracula series on, on Netflix, which is fucking phenomenal. It's really good. Um, sweet Jesus. Off of the Bram Stoker, but with a twist. There's so much fun stuff to watch. It's probably the best. If this was going to happen, this is the best time in our history to have it happen. Because if it was back when Bobby and I were growing up, we would literally have shit to do. Oh, we would, there's so many, so many times you can beat Pitfall. God, right? I How beat many it times frontwards would I and backwards. Temple of Doom by now. Oh, are you kidding me, dude? I used to have one arm boxer on VHS. <laughs> Granted, <laughs> dope as shit, but I'm not watching it again, sir. Um, but anyway, we're gonna we're gonna end with a we're not gonna end, but we're gonna go out with a word from Rasans, or we're gonna do what we do on our side. I suggest you do the same. Go pour a drink. Go do what you do in your life. Maybe you want to smack your woman around. Or, <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, or if my. all you girls, maybe you want to kick your dude in the nuts. Maybe he deserves it. Maybe right now, if you're a woman and he deserves it, I want you to hit pause. I want you to go, and I want you to torque that kid in the nuts. That's what you do. Either that or suck them off. One of the two. We like it both. Well, either way, it fixes the problem. Fucking A right, it does. So, Bobby, do you have a sponsor? I think we do. Okay. And now is a word from our sponsor. This spring, from the mind of Quentin Tarantino, comes Easter Massacre. Are you a little bit tired of takeout? Are you a little bit tired of missing all your boys? Are you sick of not being able to go out and have a good time? Well, have no fear, because Quentin Tarantino has the answer. This spring, Donald Trump is going to reopen America for business. It's the Easter Massacre. Everyone's going to go to church. Are you worried about your grandma? She's probably going to get sick and die. Well, have no fear. Honestly, she had a good run. She was alive during the Great Depression, but she was a baby. So who gives a shit? She didn't endure the hardships of Netflix not having anything good to watch. Maybe her internet speed is slowing down. She doesn't even know the difference, but we do. It's the Easter Massacre, and Quentin Tarantino is going to bring the horror back. At this point, and thank you, the word from our sponsor, that film sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm um, super excited. <laughs> yeah. And that was pure Kickstarter money, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. That did that. I don't I know, know if that you was knew a that. grassroots. That's grassroots stuff. Um, yeah. um, I am at the point now where, unless you can provide documents that show me your essential, I'm not listening to non essential personnel anymore, dude. <laughs> like, like, my neighbor who lit us up the other week. If she opens her fat beaked skexy mouth, I'm gonna I'm gonna calmly and succinctly explain to her 
that I don't listen to non-essentials. I no, just don't. I don't either. And you know what? I don't think legally I'm obligated to. Do you think she was like reading a romance novel on that porch? Like like something with Fabio on the cover? Yeah, you know, or a, you know, a reasonable facsimile. Well, of- it wasn't fucking. It wasn't any Baudelaire. Because he's, the, he's not a thing anymore, right? Who? Fabio? He's alive. Is he? I, I heard Fabio was patient zero, dude. Well, we know that's not true. That guy was in everybody's shit. Blake Crouch was. Blake, Blake, zero. Blake Crouch. <laughs> Blake, you're clearly patient zero. I know. I do have a weird theory that our friend of the podcast, Blake Crouch. You mean might... New, York, New York Times bestselling author, Blake Crouch? <sighs> Absolutely. The same one? Might actually be Patient Zero. That would be the dopest novel ever. I know. The irony of a guy that writes horror fiction yeah. to become Patient Zero and, uh, is not lost on me, sir. I've got a pretty sweet screenplay percolating. What are we calling it? In my brain. Um, epilogue. It's literally just called Epilogue. Oh my God, that's brilliant, actually. Yeah. Wow, that's really smart, dude. Yeah. And I know, I know we like to tug our own nuts around these parts, but we've been that's known. brilliant, dude. Just to call it epilogue. Yeah. <gasps> Produced. By the way, trademark. Written. Trademark. Starring. Blake Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly produced. Mostly produced. Because he needs to have the money for it. Um, uh, just oh my saying. God, have you seen his project going on at his house? No. Um, oh, you mean the kitchen that uh, that is, it's like... <laughs> whoa, uh, that has... He, Blake lives in the upside down right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give a little shout out to my buddy Blake. Uh, I hope he hears this He and too. Knuckles um, decided to retile their kitchen. Well, it started. This is like this is like a meth guy when he starts at picking at one scab. Exactly. And then all of a Next sudden, thing you know, it's Hellraiser two. It's a problem. <laughs> all of a sudden, they're peeling off maggot skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Knuckles has been posting stuff on Facebook, uh, just oh, pictures of their home. She must be losing her ever loving well, shit. You've met her. I have. She's a force to be reckoned with. We adore, love. And adore is the right word. Adore, love, admire, admire fear. Oh, <laughs> more importantly. I'm super scared of her. Yeah, for sure, dude. Uh, <laughs> she looks like she could plant her. her back foot and oh, deliver a right. Yeah. That would just yeah. ruin your day, dog. We love her. I love her. And um, love her so yeah. much. Her home is being torn apart. <laughs> and um yeah this simple retiling process has turned into the their destruction right blake's house is like america's immune system so blake texted me the other day and he's like um so i'm quarantined and i'm stuck in my house i don't have a fucking kitchen because <laughs> my kitchen has been torn apart it's so good yeah it's pretty it's a, great see even the successful people yeah. Are, are struggling in these times. They are. Um, however, you know... And now he's on Facebook every day just doing Q&As with his fans. Oh, my God. And so I always, That's like, real. poke my head in and Fuck I'm just yeah, like... Fuck yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> you should, yeah, you should... Dude, you should give, a, like, a little whiskey reel. Like, give your nuts a tug. Like, every give now and then. Tug. Every now and Come then. On. Stop it. Come on. W- just really? give stop it. Really? really? We're doing AMAs really? on That's Facebook? What That's what we're doing? Big time. Has that what we... Yeah, hey. Is that hey, what we're doing there, big hey, time? Hey, big timer. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm going to do an AMA on Facebook. We are fucking the worst. Yeah. I, and I love it. And the, and the women are in our lives understand we're the worst. That's why we're in love with the women that we're in love Some with. Some more than others. Because 
they understand that we are walking examples of nightmares. We're a problem. We're a fucking problem, dog. Do you um, honestly feel like Rex has even met you yet? Yeah, you know what? She's met more of me than I've seen in a very in a, long time. In a minute. I don't know if she's met normal me. Like you pull the curtain? Like you're like... I, we, I started with the curtain open. She gets to see the little... She the, hasn't seen the, the curtain. The little man pulling the, the wheels and levers. Oh, she's seen the little man pulling levers, dog. <laughs> oh, hey. You know, you know what I mean. Hey. <laughs> um, but no, I'm saying maybe we are, we are examples of the... We are the truest forms of us. I feel like we are, remember, 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 yeah. Do you remember fucking, what's the, what's the Lovecraftian, not from beyond, but, um, what's oh, the God. Lovecraftian fucking movie that Talk came about out about, oh, the, um, you know what I'm about to say? No, I know. You know what I, I'm about I, to say. Well, I mean, I was going to say reanimator. Yes. Reanimator. Okay. okay. So in reanimator. Stuart Gordon just died. Did he really? Stuart Gordon died like 48 hours ago. Sturt. 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 Uh, Stuart Gordon, who I didn't know that. is one of the oh. only people to successfully, that arguably, bumps, that bumps me out. Um, bring Dude. bring Lovecraft, and this is early days. Oh yeah, I where mean, we didn't have all the CGI. That was all practical effects. But what, why I was going down that road is the whole premise to that was the fact that there was a machine that can let you see what's going on around you. Oh yeah. Uh, you can see the interdimensionality of life. That's not a real word. We can see the interdimensionality of life going on around us at all the points. And until you that can, word seems so real right now. It seems so real, <laughs> so real. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I think right now we are literally seeing little flying things moving around us, and they're recognizing us, and we're recognizing them. And yeah. I think this is where right. we're at. And this goes, this dovetails back in the original conversation, which is Bobby and I are thriving in Reanimator. We're basically <laughs> Tim Robbins in uh, yes, that one thing. That one thing, dude. Uh, shit. Uh, what was that fucking movie called? Um, Where all of a sudden he could just see everything that was fucked up. Fuck boy. Uh, um, man. But anyways, that was a great movie. Whatever. Um, I'm glad to have women in our lives that love us for being the fucking... Uh, and I and I'm gonna uh, say this word with so much love too. and so much adoration, but to see us as the complete retards that we are, because we are, we're nightmare retards. We are. Um, if you've ever had a nightmare about a retard, super scary. They still have unhuman strength. Um, so <laughs> we're gonna launch into a little wipe your ass, kid. Wipe your ass, kid. <laughs> <laughs> wipe your ass, Chad. <laughs> you know you know exactly what I mean by wipe, that. Give your ass a wipe. Give your ass a wipe and give your nuts a tug. Yeah. Dude. Um, we're going to talk a little media. I'm going to say tombstone quality. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to say give your nuts a tug and give your ass a wipe. Here lies here lies Bobby Noyes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant the movie Tombstone. No. No, I meant actual. No, what I was going to say. Which is I, not as good a movie as I people was, think it is. I, I was... I'm going to let that breathe a little bit yeah. just so everybody can yell at you. Yeah, let's table that for yeah, when let's Sha- table Sharma that, gets back. Because I'm going to lose my shit right now. Um, I was having a joke that it's every time you bring up a song by like Shalimar or DeBarge or something like that, like a, an oh, 80s group. DeBarge. DeBarge. Every time you bring up um, a, a something like that and you bring it up as a thumbnail, the thumbnail is always the very best of. The very or best the of. the best of. Yeah. So now my joke on my tombstone, I want the very best of. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a winner, dude. I know. 
Tell me that side. Don't you want to chuckle and on I, your tombstone? I've, I've actually got like a running list of your best ofs. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, they fit out. They clearly fit on a tombstone. There's nothing in. No, I try to. I try to like <laughs> I try text to... text them out. Be my guys. tombstone fluffer. Because I <laughs> is that a job a tombstone fluffer? Because I try to pad our stats. Because <laughs> we have tens of listeners. These are during the PED years. Um, <laughs> I try to, we're still getting in the yeah, hall, guys. I try to pat our stats, and uh, so I, I listen to our old episodes. And there's always that moment when you drop something when I'm just like, okay, I'll text it <laughs> we out. We need to reset this. That's as funny as anything you've <laughs> said in the last it. nine months. That's <laughs> Bobby has a really beautiful way of letting us know that's the funniest thing we've ever said in the history of ever. <laughs> but it's a contiguous funny yeah like yeah yeah like but that's the funniest thing you've ever said that's no you have a really you have a really good way of doing that it, and it, then bobby's other it's special a skill compliment <laughs> bobby's other skill is letting us know how funny he is oh dude because you're so good at that i know you're like did you just listen to what i said um do you remember that thing we did a year and a half <laughs> yeah, ago dude i was so funny i was so funny I was so on. I was so on that day. That is that maybe makes me laugh more than the actual content. <laughs> <laughs> that gives me such joy. I was crazy on that All right, day. Full disclosure, we got through a little bit of four roses, the fourth rose, which we've had I'm a gonna, couple. I'm gonna go on the record as saying maybe the best bourbon at the money. Just can we give a in. shout out to Breckenridge vodka? Fucking A, that's where I was going, dog. I, I, Are you fascinated by this? Because Rex by showed me this. Whoa! She freezes a handle Whoop. in her fridge, and then that's our like mm. that's our when I come over, that's our greeting. Because she'll probably have like run the jewels on. Like I'm walking up to the house, and she has on like, uh, nice and smooth or fucking gangstar. Like she's full on listening to Cool Modi on her own. On her own. On her own. And I'll Drinking a handle of frozen vodka. With a fucking... By the way, know what her steez is? PBR in a fucking Collins glass. Are you in love? Are you in love? I'm... I'll say I'm, <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> and Does I, Rex have a sister? And then I'm like... Yes. <laughs> and she's kind of a fucking... She's kind of a curvy fucking... Swirly just, curvy, just a little dude. thing. Ooh, I'll, I'll snack it out. <laughs> but... I walked in the other day and she's scanning fucking files, criminal files, in knee high socks and short shorts, drinking a Pabst in a Collins glass and doing shooters of Breckvod. So um, the world's greatest aphrodisiac. <laughs> okay, thank you. Oh my God. Oh my God. And thank God she's not Puerto Rican. So we're going to move on that to was say a, that, that was, was such a, a weird tag. That was a weird aside. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, we're going to slide right into media. Oh, I love this. Let's talk I, some media. I love this so much. Um, third season of Ozark. And now I'm making Rex uh, fucking catch up. Cause I'm like, I am. Yeah. I'm going to so wait for I, you. And I'm with her. I'm going to wait for you. I'm with her in Got, every sense. Uh, well, <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, we're both behind on Ozark. I'm behind on Ozark. Yo, I'm um, telling you, Bobby. I'm like episode 14. G- Game of Thrones aside, 
uh, Outsider Aside, uh, Breaking Bad. I'm going to throw out all the biggies. Breaking Bad, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, all your faves, all your faves. Uh, uh, fucking uh, get rid of them all and deal with Bateman and Ozark. Well, okay. Deal with it. Let's And Laura Linney. I mean, we're going to talk. Who's transcendent. We're going to talk some media, right? Yeah, we're going to go media. So now. how many of the greatest TV shows of all time does Bateman have to be a part of? Um, All of them. I Every mean, single one. So obviously Family Ties. Family Ties. Start there. Family Ties. He was part. Oh, fam- no, not Family Ties. Justine Bateman was his fucking sister. No. He showed up as a guest star. No, that was, uh, that was fucking, um, what's his name? That was Michael J. Michael Fox. Michael J. Fox. <gasps> he was in Family Ties, you motherfucker. Well, I'm saying the Batemans as the you... Rothschilds of <laughs> but comedy. I, my point stands. Are the Batemans the Rothschilds Bateman of comedy? was involved. Yes, he was, you motherfucker. With fucking Family Ties. Teen Wolf And by the way, Justine Bateman? Could have got it. Give me, could have got it. Could, not now. Eh, uh, I'd probably hit that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. How many Celsius am I? I'm so far out of count. How many breakfasts do I have? Um, I would definitely sleep with Justine Bateman right now, and Jason. Just on principle, fucking a, dude. Oh, dude, Jason. I I mean, if you want a spit roast, Justine, I would fucking sleep with Bateman right now. That's a blanket statement. Could he put the outsider blood on his face beforehand? Because I got a little bit of a thing. So he was involved in Arrested <laughs> Development. Never Clearly, heard of it. Never one of the funniest fucking, fucking shows heard of ever. It. Thank you. Groundbreaking. 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 Like a did weird, I ever tell like you a I, weird comeback tour did, for did him? Did I ever but, tell you I was in an acting class with Jeffrey Tambor? Yeah. No, you've talked about this on the podcast. Have I? I bet Tambor was like kind of obnoxiously actory. Super. Yeah. But he's exactly what you thought he would be and wanted him to be. Yeah. He was so like I love him. Do you you know, are so, you are you in it? What would he say? The first part oh, of so uh, my first memory of Jeffrey Tambor in my life was And Justice for All. No. You're missing it. You're missing it. No, it wasn't. And you don't even know it wasn't. Okay. Three's company, motherfucker. Okay. Full disclosure. I never actually had that channel. All right. Hit, no, all I, right, grew, right, I grew I grew I grew up with right, NBC. All right, guys, guys, we're gonna fucking we're gonna have to hard tack guys. I know. This is gonna be a four hour podcast. Jeffrey Tambor has one of the funniest fucking moments in sitcom history on Three's Company when he had hair. I can't even picture that. You can't even picture it. It's it's fucking amazing. Anyway. He kind so, of had hair in under Justice for All. Yeah. Sorta. Of. Kinda. He had a skullet. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. rocking that ring. There's, there's the scene in Justice for All where they're in the bathroom with Pacino, right? And then the the judge, yes, yes, yes has yes, the yes. whole thing. And then the fucking Tambor's just freaking out. Yes, and it's so funny, dude. It's such an amazing such a, scene. Okay, he's a Meisner guy. Larry so Sanders, Meisner, Meisner I mean, was like they're Stanis- he was Hank Kingsley, dude. There's Stanislavski <laughs> and Meisner as far as like the acting gods. Yep, like this yep. is who everybody bows down to. Tambor so, was a Meisner, dude. St- but he's a Meisner guy. So. Meisner for context, like De Niro, those yeah, other guys. Those, were those the, guys are Stanislavski. They're the Stanislavski guys. method. Meisner, yes, but Meisner was more about you than me. Yes, so it was all about asking questions and 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 it's all about feedback. 
yeah. with Meisner. Right. So with Tambor, like you, and you can see this when he works with other actors, he looks them through their soul and asks some questions and responds to their delivery. So it's not so much what I'm going to say. It's what you're going to say. Where yeah. Stanislavski was, who, where am I at? Meisner is where you are. And um, which is uh, actually a lot more organic way to act in my mind. I love Stanislavski. That's where I was. I was trained Stanislavski style, but Meisner, like I dipped my toe in that. Sure. And not just because there was a lot of actresses doing it and I dipped my toe in them. Sure. But it was more Meisner. Like it was like, how are you doing today? I'm well, but I really want to know what you're doing today. Right. And then it was key. It's a keep that volleyball fucking back and forth, that ping pong shit. Yep. And I'll tell you, Tambor is so fucking good. So fucking good. Oh, dude. oh, I, I, and I was in a class with that guy and I saw him work with a student. He wasn't working with me, but I saw what him. What was the, um, uh, transsexual. Yeah. What uh, was that show? Uh, that was on HBO's like trans. I can't shit. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it, it that, wasn't it called Granny Tranny? It, I think that was what. Wasn't it was. that what it was called? Yeah, it I wasn't appropriate was. at the time. It no. feels wrong now. Molly <laughs> <laughs> couldn't hold it together. Though. Transcendent <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Transcendence. No, I think that's that's what it was, what it was called. Oh, yeah, yeah, you motherfucker. Um, he's an amazing actor. He's beyond. He's an actor's actor. Yes. Like, we talk about musicians, musicians. He's an actor's actor. He's I feel the, like, personally, I would probably kind of hate him because he does. He has yeah, that he's kind of cocky. He's like, this is what I'm doing. And I don't mean cocky, like, arrogant. I mean, he's cocky. Yeah. Like, he, he's a cock. Yeah. But but what I Just will tell you, like, this is the guy that other actors go to to train with. Mm-hmm. Like they're like it's like being in sports. Like who are you as a quarterback? There's quarterback coaches, but then there's people that it's MMA. Perfect example. Um, it's like Aziz Farab. It's like there are guys that you train with that are good, and then you go to that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as soon as everybody else knows right. you're going to that guy, they know you're a. Problem. So like ten years ago, it was like. You'd go to Greg Jackson. Yeah, you go to Jackson Wink, or you go to ATT, right? Like, like there are those right. certain like, like ugh, I'm, I miss I I miss I miss fighting so much. I miss I miss MMA so much. I'm so sad, and we talked about this a few days ago. And I know we're hard tacking, but I don't care, dude, because now we're all breakfasted out. <laughs> oh no, dude. this is the Return of the King episode of the Whiskey Reel. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, but, but dude, like how? The Ferguson Khabib, dude. I know. I don't care if Dana breaks all the rules and puts it on a cruise ship and does whatever he needs to do to get this fight happening. Yep. I don't care if there's no corner, no judges. Please just let these men fight. Let those fight. guys settle it. This is the best two fighters, arguably, outside of John Jones, who just got picked up for a DUI shooting a gun. Oh, my God. Great job in a pandemic, you fucking With idiot. With a bottle of shitty mezcal. What is... Or okay. whatever. Yeah. We'll t- we can talk about. Th- I'm yeah. so disappointed, but whatever, dude. He can do whatever he wants. He's a grown man. Are Khabib. You, it's and okay Ferguson. to be disappointed, but are you shocked? No, because he's done everything before. I mean, John Jones has never met a line of cocaine that he didn't fall in love of with. Of course, dude. And he's in the Kirk. Yeah. Like everybody doesn't know this, but you're thinking he's in Connecticut or Beverly Hills. No. This motherfucker's he's in, in the five oh filth. 
He's in the cartel. He's in the cartel, homie. He's in the 505th, homie. I'm not going to say he's in the cartel. No, you know what I'm saying. He's in the cartel. I know what you're uh, saying. That's a euphemism he's for in that being path. in Albuquerque. You're, you're hanging. You're dude, hanging with that group. You're in. You, you're if in, you want, You're a fucking world-class fighter. You want a little... Uh, Go to 505. You know, a little yayo? A little yay? Little, you're good. little how do you do? Yeah. little fucking yeah. pinky in your butt. It's all dude. there for you, bud. It's all there for you, bud. It's all there for you. It's all. And I, I hope this doesn't blow back on him because John Jones is obviously, and it's arguable, and you guys may get mad at this, and I don't care, best fighter that's ever done fucking mixed martial arts. I know George St. Pierre. Very Thank fucking questionable. I, I mean, yeah. And I know you're a GSP guy. I'm a GSP guy. I'm going to say that John Jones, though, and, and I know he hasn't had a lot of exciting fights, and I can't wait. If he ever fights out of Sonya, that'll settle my argument for myself. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not he's the best of all time, because Adesanya slowly is becoming the new John Jones. Well, if we're gonna weirdly like veer into MMA, we're, we're doing whatever we want, homie. We're the handsome yeah, boys. We're the handsome boys. We um, do whatever we want. I mean, GSP can never claim true greatness because they could never put it together. That, they never could put it together. The silver dude. fight. They never could put it together. You know, so and. I, did Adesanya, opinion, did Adesanya fight Silva? I, I Yes. Yeah. And did he but, beat him? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He did. And I know he wasn't at the fucking peak of his career. But that, we got to stop. And that's he fair, but he beat Silva's ghost. I, Silva would still merc 90% of the MMA. Of, of the entire UFC. Yes. Yes, he would. I don't um, think I agree with that. Uh, he's that good. I kind of watched Michael Bisping put a beating on Silva. Like, that's... God, by the way, talk about underrated champions. Yeah. Bisping, uh, like, when Chael Sonnen goes on record and says, that man hit me harder than any human being has and, ever and hit me in my Bisping life. Bisping just had really good hands. Dude. I mean, good Good hands? takedown defense. Good hands? And just fucking phenomenal I hands. think he's one of those guys where you don't know why the power is so powerful. When he has dynamite no. hands, Bisping had dynamite. No, like, because he put like, it where he wanted it's it. It's like Hendo, where it's like, where does that come See, from? See, I would Lightning? argue it's actually the opposite. What do you mean? I would say that Michael Bisping had power because he put it right where he wanted it. Oh, you're saying it's locational instead of like actual. Hendo had power because he He's Thor. just fucking threw a <laughs> lightning bolt at your head. God, dude. You know he, what I mean? He had Mjolnir fucking just And he didn't give a flying fuck dog. if it hit you or not. No, but dude. if it did, that was a wrap. Night-night juice. That was a wrap. Night-night juice. Bisming could just stick it right where he wanted. Yeah, that's true. He'd just and punch he you was, right in your yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, button yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. fucking like he it, could... He'd put you to sleep. He wasn't like a knockout artist. No, no. But, uh, but from what I understand... But if Dan Henderson hit you with that right hand, <laughs> that was a problem. All right. Most powerful weapon in combat sports history. If you have one strike, who had the the one strike? Mike Tyson left hook. Are we done talking? I mean, there's no or uppercut. I have. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike Tyson's uppercut. Honestly, I've I've watched him knock people out with the right hook. Are we done I mean, now? And are he we, was are fucking. We, are we done talking? An orthodox fighter like are Mike. We, whatever Mike Tyson threw at you was the craziest weapon I'm in go the history left of MMA. Hook slash. Uppercut, yeah. Mike Tyson was that, whatever. Either he was that, doing. either that, either that. Julian Jackson, um, legendarily, like you guys probably don't know who he is, but he's he was he would put guys to sleep looking at him. There's an argument to be made with Foreman's straight right. Yep. 
Mike Tyson's left hook slash uppercut. Mm-hmm. All those are all in the pantheon, right? Definitely. MMA wise, most devastating single MMA fight. wise. Chuck Chuck Liddell. Uh, Liddell's overhand right was Liddell's uh, overhand right. I mean, it's got to be up there, right? Definitely up there. Jesus Christ! I mean, it was Ga- that was a problem. And Ganu, he hasn't done enough work yet. He hasn't done enough work. Yeah. Um, we need to see more from Nganu. Do you know Nganu's going to fight fucking um, Rosenstruck? Uh, that's I mean, going to be a fucking... Ugh, I can't wait. I don't. I, I hate to go back to the GSP thing, but like, what's more devastating than those fucking takedowns? <sighs> yeah, I know, but that's not a... That, you it's know not a I'm strike. Saying. You know what I'm saying? It's not Because we can argue subs. The, we can argue subs. Well, like one of the most submission. technically proficient, effective weapons I've ever seen in combat sports was GSP's same leg. Bye. I mean, Do, it, would you put that above Khabib's takedown? Yeah, seriously, no doubt. Khabib, Khabib had a different style. He, Khabib is a guy that would pick you up and throw you a little bit. George St. Pierre was just like you couldn't stop it. Could period. you? Could you? Could you put Khabib's? Khabib's, Khabib's was more devastating. His will, because the way he would bring you down, like his will. George St. Pierre was more like I fuck like this guy right. will not let me up Has and anybody, every time i think about nobody gets him, up from khabib what about st pierre's fucking jab is Ooh, that the, is whoa the, is that the best jab whoa. in mma history now you're talking now we're getting dirty is that now the best get, jab that's, in MMA that, history? that might be the best jab in combat sports of all time it ended careers that jab stopped people cold and ended careers it stopped careers just that jab a jab he was just touching your face over and over again. He was a problem. And it was so accurate. And he did it whenever he wanted to. Yeah. How about this? He, as, invented, as, as he a weapon. invented the Superman jab. Uh, yes, he did. Which Whoa. was You're, one of the most like weirdly problematic fucking strikes. A weapon. Do you want to know about a weapon? I'm going to throw out a fucking oddball there, dude. The Diaz Brothers cardio. Uh, and... Unbelievable Go weapon. Fuck yourself. Yep. Their ability. How do you stop something to, that can't be? He, they're T2s, bro. Their ability to not only dish out punishment, but to absorb punishment. And go. And never, ever, ever. Have get you ever tired. seen that guy go backwards? Have you ever seen. Those I'm not idiots, saying Nate. Those two idiots would touch More you. More Nick. And I mean, touch you in the face. And that's so all they many did. times. But that's all they did. One punch. They, they're never one punch guys. Uh, to where you finally. What just do you gave do? Up. What do you do when a guy just consistently comes forward and touches your face over and over, and no matter what you do, and they don't stop, and you're breathing heavy, and they're not, and they can they're go not. another five rounds. They can just keep doing it. One of the most that that for me was one of the scariest weapons of all time. No doubt about was it. Was just their ability to fucking be there. All the time. They never went backwards. Yeah. They didn't do it. No doubt. Oh, I love this discussion, by the way. No, I know. I love this. But this is what the handsome boys do. I do know. you want to play some music? I think we should play a song. One We're, song. We are at about a Who cares? hour and a half. Everybody fucking loves it. This is the this is the Return of the King episode right here. Fucking A, right? We're doing it. Let's We're do doing it. it. Let's do it. You know what? We're going to clock. First of all, talk to me about this artist. Okay. We're going to clock in at two hours. <laughs> I just no want to say, okay, no doubt about it. I don't care what's going on right now. We're going to, Bobby and I thought. Maybe sh- this will inspire Sean Moe to come back to us. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Can he like, get inspired? Man, these boys need some fucking. Uh, He's a giant man. That takes a lot of inspiration. They need some direction. Ooh, he might just do it out of fucking uh, spite. Talk to me about Mick 
Jenkins. Mick Jenkins. All right. I don't know shit about this cat other than I was about to do a song by him about, I'm going to say two months ago. He had a, he had a fire track, but we had something else pop up. Um, I've had my eye on this kid. He's kind of on my algorithms. Um, not unlike childish. He's on my algorithm. Um, I don't know anything about this guy other than the fact that I he has this weird delivery and his rhyme scheme. He's almost like Dirty South meets Backpack. Kind of weird, right? I'll buy that. This track, though, and you'll know because we're all about piano drops. If you if you know anything about the Handsome Boys, you know we're all about if we get a dirty offbeat piano to start a track. Stanky. I'm in. I'm in. I'm a slut for it. I'm slut for dirty piano. In the, and especially when that drop happens and you guys are about to hear it. I don't know shit about this kid. Maybe you can tell me about this kid. I didn't wiki him. I didn't do none of it because we don't roll like that. We're old school, dude. We're we're post-apocalypse mm-hmm. with this shit. I can't look it up on my phone because I don't even have a phone anymore. That's what we're cracking, dude. We don't give a fuck, dude. So I want, but I want you guys to listen to this kid because even the even the fucking chorus, and we're not gonna play that. Go back and listen to it. It's called Snakes Mick Jenkins. And I like how MCs just go by their names now. Because back in the day, we used to try to come up with like clever names and shit. And then who was the first dude that came out with like just Keith Murray? Keith Murray. I think I just coined it. I think Keith Murray was the first MC. I think he was was the first MC. Dude, Keith Murray was a fucking... Dude, it's 106 degrees in the shade before I catch blood on my blade. Like, dude... Keith Murray was a problem. That's from the EPMD well, crew. That was just, from, yeah, man. I, I don't know where I put. See, this is what I'm saying, no, guys. No. You just brought me out of the vault, dude. I, like, dude, I haven't, I haven't listened to Keith Murray in a long time. Dude, that shit was so dope. Keith Murray's dope. EPMD is dope. I just had an argument with Rex. She was trying to say how Eric Sermon, who's another, but he was the Green Eyed Bandit back in the day. But EPMD, yeah. EPMD is so iconic for hip hop heads like myself and Bobby. Like, like you don't say shit about EPMD. I had an argument with Rex. This was almost like we almost broke up. Because <laughs> she was trying to say how Eric Sermon's garbage. Whoa. Wow. Yikes. And I hate to put your shit on Front Street, baby girl, but you don't talk about the green-eyed fucking bandit, dude. <laughs> you just don't, dude. Number one, he brought in and produced a trillion acts yeah. that are fucking dope as shit. And I know he's a mushmouth dude, and I know he wasn't—he wasn't even the best MC in EPMD. Let's be honest, Paris no. was yeah. usually wearing that crap. Yeah. But you will never disrespect that man, right? That light-skinned, gorgeous, chubby bitch. I love him, dude. <laughs> anyway, you gotta listen to some Mick Jenkins, dude. We're, we're gonna—we don't give a fuck, dude. No. You got a half hour more of this. No. So I hope you're drinking with us. I hope you're living with us. I hope you're loving with oh, us. Oh man, if you're drinking with us. Good luck. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) 
pulled up in the vintage stains Shut the rear view through the vintage frames That's just gang behind me Dirty niggas, no stains behind me Free nation, no ball and chain A few niggas that came with slime I what niggas might call insane They like calling bluffs I won't call it game If a nigga can't play When we call the refs Can't state the stats Debating facts without the F A blade and act like Golden State Without the stuff The glue ain't right The ankle shake The shoe ain't right I do it well I manifest the blue and white I'm too legit I'm thought it right Still they ain't so that don't mean I'll make it through the night We been building our sausages Conduct like apostrophes And you know we need the acknowledgement You can't talk shit with apologies At the end of your sentences Concentrate, the truth can't kinda be I'm looking for kindred folk I'm finding my folk I like anaconda be I'm snakes in the grass Snakes on the plane Snakes on your master Oh man Bup, bup, bup <laughs> Big fire I like that. That shit is fire, right, dude? I yeah, like that. you know what? And and that's another byproduct of this horrible thing that we're all going through is the fact that if you're an artist and you have a recording studio right now and you're not making music, what the fuck are you doing with your life, dog? If yeah, I man. still had a studio, like I had like, a really this is your moment. I had a twenty by twenty studio in L.A. that had we were all we had a full. No, granted, I know you guys are gonna laugh because it's all laptop, but we had a full eight track. Um, obviously all of our fucking shit was mic'd. We had racks, we had Marshall racks and a drum kit and everything was do. We did everything correctly. And if you're not in your studio making music with your brothers and sisters right now, then shame on you. Cause that's what we need. If I don't see an explosion of music over the next three weeks, fuck you guys. You've wasted it. I wish I was still in my prime doing that shit. Cause I want to make music right now, and I'm not even fucking a musician anymore. You know what I mean? Like, this is the time when this is why this is why fucking Bobeth and I are fucking on the mic so much lately. Because this yeah. is this, this is, is our, our this is our outlet. This, this is, is our, our outlet. Yeah. This is our creative outlet. And all you artists out there that haven't picked up a brush or, or molded any clay in a while or done any what you do or written. Please go do that. We need it, man. This is what's going to help my 10-year-old daughter understand and wrap her head around what's going on right now is you people doing your work as artists. Um, that's what's going to help her grow and understand this and deal with this and uh, you know metabolize this, process this. So please continue to make good music. Mick Jenkins, thank you. That was a banger, dog. Um I will tell you that ooh la la shit that you that you jumped on a few days ago. Yeah, yeah. Is there been a single day where you haven't listened to that at least three nope. or four times? No, I, I mean that's I'm just saying, dude. Steady rotation. Um, How good is that, dog? I think in about a month and a half, I'm guessing we're gonna get, maybe sooner, dog. Maybe everything's get getting drop. pushed up. Um, I think everybody might get pushed up right now. That album is going to be important. Thank you. Thank RTJ4 you. RTJ4 is gonna matter. I think I think they're going to drop this at the right time. I think especially right now, and also Dude. too, we were talking earlier about in our little town. We have this event called Snowdown in February, late January, February, which is um, it always happens on Super Bowl weekend because we're morons. But it's this event God, where it's like the cabin fever, and it's like a four or five day event where it's a bunch of like competitions at bars, and everybody just gets hammered for four or five days, essentially. Um, we're going to try to organize that. All of you listening in Durango, please help us. Hopefully you will see some posts soon about a summer snowdown. 
I think uh, when this whole thing is said and done, when this whole pandemic is starting to go on the the the, the roller coaster is going on the backside of the the hill. Um, I think we need to shut this bitch down and have a good time for a few days. I, I agree, man. I think a lot of people are on board with that. Like it's catching momentum. Like even within like sort of the uh, our little personal like Durango Illuminati. <laughs> The people that run this the bitch. The Durango Naughty. You know, they are uh, <laughs> kind of catching on to the idea that we're going to need an outlet when I, this is all said and done. I, I think we just shut this um, bitch down and go And we need to, it. like, you know, obviously we need to be responsible and manage it, you know, like, like without, like, letting shit get out of hand. But, but it's going to get out of hand. you got to let us get out of hand for a few I days, mean, dog. this is all done Whew, and we brother. get cut loose. What, what were and you I'm saying? vaccinated and Donald ah! Trump's hopefully Dead. Something I don't know. He's all viraled. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we were saying, Bobby and I were saying, since the stimulus check is twelve hundred dollars, all you drug dealers out there, it'd be smart. Oh yeah. To pre-package twelve hundred dollar bundles. Yeah. I'm um, just saying, you should have a stimulus bundle. I feel like <sighs> your people are going to be ready. Yo. Come July or whenever this yeah, is dog. all starting to yeah. Unfold. What about the stimulus bundle? Um, stimulus bundle. Just Stop. be ready. I'm just saying, be just ready. Be ready. Be on you guys, Venmo. Are you... <laughs> be on Venmo, ready to go. Uh, Let's get some direct deposit shit yeah. going. Yeah. I, and we're joking, but obviously we all want to go fucking, we all need to blow off some steam after this. Oh my God. We're going to make this through. We're going to survive this. We're going to make it through. I feel and like I've blown off a little steam today. Fucking A, right we did, man. I feel great, man. Yeah. I'm always sitting with my with, sitting with my brother talking shit for a couple hours, and hopefully we've made a couple hours go by for you. Um, spread the word, man. Share this with your friends, please. Um, we, yeah, absolutely. We, we love this. Real, gmail.com. Just hit us up on, uh, drop some reviews. Uh, we're on face. We're on the books. We're on um, the face. It's weird. Faces. Like more and more, like I'm seeing like a uh, movement on social media. I'm starting to get people like, give me feedback. Um, our girl, Leslie, I'm just going to throw a big shout out to her. She's a fucking awesome chick. We uh, worked together at El Moral for a while. She's one of our newest fans. She's easy on the eyes. And uh, eh, she's not, she's not bad to look at. Easy on the eyes, brother. She's a lovely girl. Lovely girl. And smart, funny. Yeah. Cool as shit. Cool as shit. We love Leslie. And we're sorry you're um, out of work right now, girl. Yeah. Um, dude, you know? right? I mean, I we know. all are. We're all hospitality people. I Like I said, I'm uniquely positioned to do well in this situation, and not everybody is, and I'm hyper grateful for that, as well as my, my boy Chuddy doing, doing okay right now, and my brother sitting across from me, Bobby, doing really well right now. That's not everybody's take on it. This has been destroying people's lives. And we're not, we're not insensitive to that. Um, we know that. God no. But yeah. uh, but but Lord knows, like we're here. Have a good time. What I said this, I said this a while ago, right? You you try to work hard, try to be nice, and you try to have a good time. Absolutely. And if you can do that on a daily basis, I think you're fucking. You got ninety five percent of life figured out at that point, man. We don't and know what's you, gonna happen I mean, tomorrow or tonight or in an hour or whatever. We're in such a weird like. Uh, uh, kind of fluid situation as far as like where you get your food, where you get your entertainment. Yo. Um, our boys down at uh, the deli are still... Still plugging slinging away. Slinging fucking sandwiches. Still plugging um, away. Unfortunately, our friends at Peak Brewing needed to take a hiatus. And Steamworks. Um, so if you can't go right. to Steamworks, you know, walk 
two or three bucks or give them a call. They'll deliver two. They're delivering with e-bikes. Well, I heard, I heard um, Steamworks wrapped it. Yeah, they wrapped. Yeah. Um, so go see our boys at Second Deli. Um, yeah, go see Zach Colin and, and Zach will make you a good, good sandwich. They're man. fucking the best. And I love those I, boys. We love those boys. Come see me at Home Slice. And if you're industry Absolutely, people, man. if you're industry people and you work in a restaurant, you work at a hotel, your hospitality, we will give you free pizza. Yeah. Straight That's up. fucking amazing, dude. You come in, we'll feed you, man. Yep. We, we care about our brothers and sisters. And... That's why we're doing what we're doing. Yes, it gives us a little fucking ego boner to be able to do this. And Bobby and I just love hanging out together. So we're, why not record it? Because half of the time we hang out, we're like, why isn't there a microphone in front of us? Which is really narcissistic. I know. But, it's weird. But, like, this is almost exactly narcissistic. what our conversations no, are like. No, this is... Not <laughs> this is not anything other than what we'd actually be talking about, which is weird. We'll go <coughs> MMA into big tits into politics. Brody Doll. That's ooh. I mean, why just, did you have to throw drop that an out? hour on Brody Doll? Why did you, you have to I mean? throw that out into the zeitgeist? Now I'm going to be obsessed. Yeah. God, she's so hot. No, I'm going to go um, down a rabbit hole tonight. Ooh, I'd like to go down her rabbit hole. Just, hey, just just <laughs> Meg Myers Brody Doll. <gasps> Back and forth. What about a Meg Myers Brody Doll three way? Woo! <laughs> I just wrecked Bobby's whole evening, dude. I know. By the uh, way, I think it would actually kill me. I think, sh- I think Brody definitely has to strap on. Yeah. While she's doing you. Well, that would be handy. Well, well I'm just saying. <laughs> you know. <I'm> <laughs> Guys, uh, we'll 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 we're gonna tune this out. We're gonna be back probably Wednesday doing this again. Yeah, that's I'm what gonna, gonna do. I'm gonna reach out to Chud. We're gonna go to the might, bunker. We might be able to bunker up with Chud. Archie Bunker, dude. We'll see. I don't know. But There's at the no very, promises. But at the very least, I think Sunday, Sunday. he'll be back. Yeah, he'll yeah. be back. He'll be fucking all pious and I think we can talk him into a at least a, a Celtie or something. A little midweeker. A little Celts. He could drop in. He's been dry for five Say weeks. Hi. By the way, guys, he's not in AA or trying to make oh, some no, religious Oh, no, no, no. It's not that. He just needed to dry out for a sec. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to do that in your life, dude. And I'm really actually proud of him for doing that. Take a that. beat. Got to take a beat, dog. All it's right. that breath. Um, We're going to skip uh, Be a Gentleman. Are we? I don't know. Do you got something? We should. Well, you have to be a gentleman, right? <laughs> Tell All me right. How, tell me how you're being a gentleman. All right. All right. Be a gentleman. And if somebody fucking, how about this? Be a gentleman. If somebody at this point, like during these times, not all the time, because I'm fucking, I'm definitely guilty of this in regular times. But if a friend of yours, and, and by friend, I mean somebody that you're in contact with pretty regularly. If somebody right now calls you, pick up the phone. I know I'm guilty of looking at it going, I don't want to talk to you right now. Um, Let it go to voicemail or let him text me and I'll fucking talk to him later. Pick up the phone now. Um, Over the course, until we're done with this, be available to people and be gentlemanly to people. And that's part of being a gentleman is being available. Be available to people. I have people calling and texting me literally 20 out of 24 hours a day. And that's fine. I want to be that person that people can turn to. But there are those times where I'm like, I'm over it. I don't want to talk right now. But right now, when Bobby calls me or or Stanky calls me or Chuddy calls me or any of my people call me or my buddy Mikey Walnuts in LA calls me, I need to pick up the phone. I need to make a commitment to my friends to be there. And I don't even care if they just are asking me how I'm doing. Um, but they might not be. They might be um, telling me that their parents are sick or they may be telling me that they're out of work. 
I need to be there for my for my my people right now. That's super important. Be there for your people right Absolutely, now. Absolutely, man. I, I'll piggyback on that and just say, like, uh, you're probably sheltered up with someone in one way or the other. Is this going to go back to the DV conversation? No. <laughs> I mean, obviously, don't don't just whip the ass off somebody. But, um, and let's say ask for it. I mean, we're all stressed out as fuck. Fuck. I mean, like this is the weirdest stress ever because it's, it's we can't like a, relate. We can't call back to a stress we've had before. No, you can't go. This is like when my mom yep. died, or this is like when I broke up with my wife, or this is like when my dog got hit by a car. No, there's no. This is a weird, unprecedented, yeah. new thing, and we're all dealing with it. Yeah. So, uh, be good to the people that you are sharing a domicile with. Even um, if you don't like them. Help lift the load. Um, Fuck yeah, dog. Build that fire. Fill the dishwasher up. Wash some dishes. Fucking, like, be cool, man. Like, we're in Durango. Like, this place is expensive to live. You might be living with four different uh, assholes. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Be cool. Fucking take care of your business. Help them out. You know? like It's going to go better for everybody, right? It's going to go better for everyone. Let's lighten the load a little bit. I don't know. I'm not saying buy him a bag of Coke, but I don't know. Couldn't hurt. I don't know. I mean, just. And you can reach us at Whiskey Real at two minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. Just, I, I no, do. Let, let, let's just be, uh, let, let's be good partners with each other. Wow. That's a good thing. Be a good partner. Be a good partner. Be a good like, partner in we're life, all in this shit in together, man. Um, rising tide lifts all boats type shit. Yep. Um, if we could all get out of this and 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 lastly lastly and i try to keep this in mind always and i keep saying it to myself and i keep saying to this people i work with you don't i know it sounds cheesy it sounds jesse jackson ish but um we're all trying you can you don't have to just survive you can also thrive absolutely you can also get better during this time whether that's like bobby's doing is doing squats and, and doing reps in his garage whether it's reading and educating yourself Take this opportunity to get better. Come out of this better. Look back on this and go, when I started this, I was overweight and unhappy and now I'm in shape and fucking, and I've been reading and I'm, I, I'm better at my job going back to work or I'm, I yep. get, use this opportunity to get better. Um, you know, not everybody can drink at 11 AM like, like we do and still be productive. We're just hyper gifted and you're probably not. <laughs> And that's okay. Yeah, don't do that. Don't probably shouldn't do that. Don't try to keep up with the fucking handsome boys. Never um, keep up with the handsome we, boys. Yeah. Before we wrap. Yeah. Sierra Norte? Fuck, dude. All right. Little Corona cure? Keep them busy. We're doing this. Um, first of all, you guys have been listening. You know what's up. Uh, Sierra Norte. That, like the, I've never seen a bottle of alcohol last this long. In the Brandis household, especially not, not, in, not in Brandaris's. Um, typically, if it's a feasibly uh, drinkable type of spirit, Aaron's going to drink it. Um, it's my gerb. We have just killed. Finally, no, after no, no, what, no, no, six no. weeks. Um, this has been a good month. Yeah, month and a half, something like that. Six to eight weeks. Um, this bottle has been sitting. The famed. Mostly untouched. The we're gonna, famed. We're going to do one Oh, last by the way, Rex, shot. Rex the other night, two nights ago, she was like, we at some point she was like, pour me one. Really? 
And I said, oh. and she goes, you're not going to pour one? I go, absolutely not. I'm going to watch you drink it. Yeah. And it took her about seven minutes of him and Han. Uh, of just. She put it back and she looked at me. Like, like I, I kicked her mom's ovaries. Yeah. Yeah. She was not happy. No, this is a practical Sto- joke in a bottle. The word. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mexican whoopee cushion whiskey. <laughs> God damn it. Every single time. All right, guys. Oh, that was so bad. Christ, that was the worst decision. I said it was like somebody like wrote Sharpie on the inside of your mouth. Like, do you know how like the frat guys put dicks on your face if you pass out? Imagine if they did that on the inside of your mouth. And then you just lived with it forever. Um, This is so bad. It's so fucking bad. Oh, God. You know what? If building a wall means we'll never get this whiskey again. Yeah, I'm voting for Trump. Trump. (laughs) Guys, we love you. Bobby. um, I'm very fond of all of you. I'm very. (laughs) Love's a really strong word. That's strong. Um, That's strong. That's forward. Please reach out. Please reach out to us. And tell us how we're doing. And we want. Bring up topics. Uh, uh, tell us we're stupid. Tell us we're awesome. Do whatever you want to do. We're, we're here for all of that. Let's get through this. We're going to get through this. Human beings are definitely cockroaches. We will survive anything. Um, and uh, don't 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 let the don't let the tinfoil hats fucking get you, man. Fuck no. We're, we're all in this. We're all in this. Even them, unbeknownst to them, they're involved in this and they don't even know it. Whether they so, like it or not. Whether they like it or not. Um, we'll see you in a few days, guys. It's Monday as you're listening to this. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs> Bobby is Bobby's ready to fucking puke right now because of that. <laughs> it's so chill. Um, how much more pizza can a human being eat than what um, everybody's eating I'm right about now? to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Go listen to Mick Jenkins. Go watch fucking, uh, go watch Ozark. So we go can watch Ozark, for sure. Go watch Ozark. Love yep. you, boys. We're out. Primus sucks it.